Bioworld.com, the podcast for all those involved in designing, developing and running websites on a daily basis. My name's Paul Boag. And my name is Marcus Lillington. And I don't want to be here. <laughs> what, you want to be jetting around the world like no, you were last week? No, <laughs> I want to be curled up in bed with some hot chocolate and watching episodes of Fringe. That's what I want to be doing New right series now. of Fringe, missed the first one. Ah. What an idiot. The one that you really need to see. I haven't seen it. So don't tell me anything about season four, because I, I haven't seen any of them. I've recorded two, episode two, which is the last right. one, thinking, bugger, missed episode one. And I've gone to try, go, go back onto Sky Go, that's a laugh on an iPad. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to find this thing. No, sorry, there's no way to search Sky on your Oh, app. it's useless. <laughs> Absolutely useless. So I have, I, what I need to do is pay for it. But uh, I don't know whether they have all of that stuff on, do they? Yeah, you can go back and search on episodes. And, well, it says watch now, and I click on it, and then it says uh, you have to, this is a subscribe only service or whatever. And I think, well, I have subscribed. Why don't you before. just BitTorrent it? Well, yeah. <laughs> It'd be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. But I need to see episode one. We've gone off on a bit sad. of an instant tangent here, a fringe tangent. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> a, it's a good series. I, know, that's, I do I, like Olivia. Always have done. <sighs> <laughs> it's just um, what's wrong with that nothing's wrong with that she's a very nice person I'm sure it's her personality you saying you like oh, I think that she's really hard as well she's hard, hard. Oh, hard. <laughs> don't mess with her yeah um, yeah so I was in as you know I was in the States last week and so on the way back or on the way out I was watching loads of fringe episodes because I'd kind of given up halfway through season three. Oh no I've seen them all and now I've caught up and I last night I finished season three with the big cliffhanger so very exciting so no I'm massively jet lagged and not in the mood to do a podcast at all and on top of which is a subject that I find very confusing which is analytics I don't get analytics isn't it funny how you get some people that are just really good with numbers and figures and it's like whenever we sit in our board meetings and Brian who's our uh, non-exec director comes in right and he opens up the spreadsheet for the year and he just kind of go and pick out all these really that's you know just, obscure things but that's just experience over the years that he realised he, he does because he's a he's a another tangent um He's a director on many different companies, so he right. knows that he has to come in and point out one mistake. Ah. So he's spending the whole of the first five minutes going, where is it, where is it, where is it? Right. There it is, I've got a mistake. Right, right. okay. We're okay so now. Doing. <laughs> but some people just can see numbers and stuff, and I'm just so bad with analytics and that kind of thing. So uh, this, You can this... make them do whatever you want, though, can't you? Well, yeah, that's, that's the trouble. <laughs> So anyway, this is going to be an interesting show, but I hope you'll bear with us because it is an important one and we are getting near, he says very obviously, to the end of this season because we're going to do... What is the... How, what are the... How many shows are we doing, Paul? We've tell, got, me, tell me. We've got this one, which is on analytics. Number we've got 10. Next week, which is on um, uh, testing and, um, you know, bug testing and all that kind of stuff and release. So in theory, after this show, in two weeks' time, we're going to be releasing the, the website. 
Hence the email I sent around yesterday saying, please don't ask me to do anything else. I must finish the Perlite <laughs> World website. So what's episode 12 then? Because I've got an invite to that. So episode 12, so 11. So then we're going to launch, we'll launch the site at 11 and then episode 12. It's is, a big party. It's going uh, to be kind of marketing community and leveraging your community, which essentially is me say saying... leveraging, did you? I did. Because I might have to shoot you. Yeah, I'm sorry, that is shameful. <laughs> essentially, that's me begging the audience. some synergy with some other... Oh, um, shut your face. Websites. So that's essentially the whole episode is me going to be begging the audience to tell everybody about how cool the site is. Okay. But I'll dress it up in, in you know, make it sound more what, And then we're going to do a Christmas special. Then we'll do a Christmas special. What, and, and then we'll have a week off. And then I'm aiming to, <laughs> aiming with all be good, if all be good, to mm. come back in April. Okay. Um, with season three, which I'm oh, making this up as I go along. Great, now. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Putting you under pressure, Paul. What's it's it going to be, be about? Under, um, Can you give us some titles of the first few episodes? What of season three? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the the, um, the podcast itself is going to be on client centric web design. How to put the client first and working with clients the whole season, which I think would be a really good one because I think our approach, the more it was really interesting being out with, um, with our client in, in the States last week. One of the things that, um, she said to me is the reason that they chose Headscape is they can't find any other agencies that work like we do with clients. Um, really? Yeah. That's odd. I know. They can't find other agencies that actually tell their prospective clients that's probably what it is yeah it's, it's yeah it's not <laughs> it's that they don't communication it's yes it's, so that is what next season is going to be about it's going to be about basically giving away <clears> our <throat> unique selling point no you can't do that probably a bad idea so anyway. next season is going to be about coding no <laughs> it's so not <laughs> unless you want to run that season which would be really interesting i'd like no. to see that that would be good anyway Google Analytics. I had something else to say. Oh, for crying out I can't out remember loud. what it is now. Is it really good? No. No. Well, you'll probably think of it halfway through and interrupt me in mid-flow like you normally do. Okay. Carry right. on then. Analytics. So, Google Analytics. So, yeah. So, I'm rubbish at Google Analytics. To be honest, I think uh, I'm pretty much like most other website owners on the planet, which is that I have Google Analytics installed, but I don't really have a clue of how to use it effectively. It's a bit like a bank account, I think. Or the way I view my bank account, I don't really want to know where I'm at. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just want to carry on. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Because you scare the crap out of me. <laughs> I'm so glad it's Chris that does the finances and not you. Headscape accounts, that's different. Personal ones, that's what I'm talking about. I do, you know, I just want to know that I'm getting that kind of money and I'm generally not spending more than that on a month and just carry on. But that, that's okay. depressing to keep looking at you, at how much money you haven't got. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm really worried that you've just compared this to Google Analytics. But anyway. <laughs> If ignore Marcus, if you'd listen to Don't season one, me. <laughs> if you'd listen to season one of Barag World, you would know know that my approach—I won't say Headscape's approach because obviously Marcus lives in a different world. Um, approach to web design is built around the idea that a website should generate a return on investment. Marcus, on the other hand, doesn't seem to care. No, 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 no. You're not. You're not understanding me. I don't want to see whether I'm overdrawn or not. So, therefore, how do you know whether? Uh, to I have stretch. to make money. That's the point. It makes you make more money. 
Because you don't know. Because you don't know. No, it makes that's you more the, money knowing, does it not? No, no, no. This is, the, I'm t- this is personal finance. Okay. okay. Very much personal. So, yeah, I've but you use this as an said. analogy for Google Analytics. Yeah, yeah, because kind of most... So it doesn't stand of, up as an analogy, A lot of people you're saying. who have... You started this off by saying... I'm in people, such a grumpy mood, so a lot don't, of don't mess have, with me I'm today. smiling. <laughs> um, a lot of people have... Um, Google Analytics installed, but installed, but don't look at it. Yes, that's what that was the oh, analogy I was trying to make. Okay, they've got all the tools there, but actually they don't really want to know if they're doing well or not. I don't think <laughs> it's that. I don't think that's about. It's not that they don't want to know. Can't be bothered. <laughs> it's, it's it's too complicated. Really? Well, I think it's, even it's, I can. Yeah. Okay. Analytics. Yeah. You know, Google Analytics isn't complicated as that application. My point is is they don't know what to look at. Sure. What's yeah. the number you should be looking at? And That's it's hits, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Homepage hits. Right. All right. That's, <laughs> right. That's sorted then. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll talk to you again in two weeks' time. Bye. I suppose I have to carry on. Yeah, carry on. Okay. You can't just walk away, even though you want to. Oh, I so want to. How many pages have we got? We've got we, bloody pages. We haven't done the first paragraph yet. No, I know. And we've got, <laughs> we've got, we've got an interview halfway through as well, which we haven't pre-recorded. Oh, I'm so looking forward to this. This is going to be great. We've got Chris coming in. Yeah. Chris, who hates talking on the podcast. Well, so much, nearly all, nearly, ev- well, not nearly, every single person who's joined us for a show has joined from start to finish. Yeah. Chris won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> So we can really set him up. Right. So, um, yeah, I was talking about how season one, it was all about generating a return on investment. <clears throat> but to, to achieve that, if you want to generate a return on investment on your website, you need to be able to measure the successes or failures. So kind of, mm. I know in my head that Google Analytics and Web Analytics is, is important, but knowing it in your head is one thing and doing it is another. I think the problem, as I've already said, is that, that most of us, you know, don't really understand analytics particularly well and we're faced with a huge amount of data and we're not sure what's useful and what's not when it comes to something like google analytics most of us never get past the kind of default reports um, on statistics such as page views user sessions and bounce rates mm-hmm. and although this information is useful i don't think it gives much of an insight into the return our website is providing we need to dig deeper um, for analytics to be truly useful which is something we've covered on the show before we, you know, we've um, we've discussed it before, and on a couple of occasions, um, we've had a guy called um, Matt Curry in, who's a real expert on analytics, um, to explain all that Google Analytics has to offer. And although I've found these really interesting and really enlightening when um, when we did them. When I actually came down to think about analytics for Boag World, I wasn't really any wiser as to what to, to measure. And I think that's, it's not because Matt's advice was bad. It's just that it's probably too complicated for my site and probably for a lot of you listening to this. You know, um, it was perfect for an e-commerce site, which is his background. But I struggled to translate some of his ideas um, to a content-oriented site such as Boag World. Mm. I've therefore decided to approach the problem in a completely different way. Instead of allowing my usage of Google Analytics to be dictated by the tool itself, I've stepped back and asked myself what exactly I want to know, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's got to be the Which is actually, this is, you say it's more complicated what Matt does, but it, what it's he wants the same to know principle. is easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. This is when it starts to become a little bit more difficult. Yeah. It's like, what, what do you really... What... What would be useful? Exactly. Yeah. 
yeah, you can find out stuff about, oh, we might be able to push sort of more people looking at that particular, yeah. clicking on that button, but does that really matter? Do I, yeah, do yeah. I really care? So what I did is I mm. sat down and I looked at my success criterias from the very first episode of the season, um, which were to create an increase in the number of people contacting. Accessibility issue here, Paul. Yeah, well, I don't, it's just, <laughs> he's complaining because it's light grey text my on white paper. My eyes are going now, I'm getting old. Yes, but this was printed out by Byword, and for some reason, stuff that it quotes, it, oh, doesn't matter. <laughs> it won't look like this on the website, is the point. Um, Yes, to create an increase in the number of people contacting me about work, to create an increase in the number of people visiting the Headscape website, to create an increase in the number of tweets and links back to Boag World content, to create an increase in the number of people following other Headscape employees via Twitter or their personal blogs, to create an increase in the number of people talking about Headscape via social media and direct links, to create an increase in the sales of supplementary material. Yes. So, good place to start. Yes, you seem like a good place to start thinking about analytics. Um, I, I, I mean, some of those things, things like mentions on Twitter, are going to need to be tracked outside of something like Google Analytics. But a lot of them can be monitored within the application if it's set up correctly. And I decided to focus on two things. Right, I could have focused on a lot of those, but I decided. Um, if I if I narrowed it down, then I'm more likely to to monitor it regularly. Do you see what I mean? Because the trouble is, if you if you try and monitor lots of things, then it gets more complicated to look, and you stop doing it, and there's too many different variables. So I thought I'm going to narrow it down to absolute basics, which is people visiting the Headscape website from Bioagworld. I yep. care about that. How many people are visiting that site? And I care about um, people subscribing to the blog. Those are the two core things that I want to achieve. I agree. It would be good to get an idea of... It would be good to keep an eye on mentions of Headscape. We would also have a Headscape Twitter account, shouldn't we? Um, well, I've got a plan for that, and we do come on to that later, because this is what I'm going to start with, and then when I get confident and, and I'm doing this regularly... Yeah. It's like you, the old adage, isn't it? If, if you want to um, break a habit, it takes you know, 40 days or whatever they say to break the habit, but the worst thing you can do is try and break two habits at the same time. Yeah. Try and, or set two new habits at the same time. It's just too difficult to do, one thing at a time. So I'm setting really small, simple aims to begin with, and I'm going to hopefully... Once I've got that as habit, then I'm hopefully going to build on that over time. That's okay. the kind of logic that I'm yep, going makes for. Sense. Right. <clears throat> um, but that said, I'm not just interested in the number of people visiting the Headscape website or the number of people subscribing to the blog. I also care about um, about those people. You know, what is it about them? For example. Were users more likely to subscribe after reading a certain type of blog post? Or were users coming um, from a particular referral source more likely to go on and visit the Headscape website? So if I don't understand why those users are completing the call to action, then there isn't a lot of use. You know, if I don't understand why they're visiting the Headscape website, then I can't focus more on that. If I don't understand why people are subscribing, then I can't give them more of what they want in order to subscribe. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I so think we should force them to fill in lots of form fields in order to tell us in detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah that always yeah. works well. Yeah, yeah. Before you can visit the Headscape website and buy our services, please tell us how many dollars you have yeah, yeah. and your inside yeah, leg measurement. Yeah, that, that works brilliantly. No, we can't do that, but I think there are things that we can glean. Hopefully, this is where we need to talk to Chris. What would be interesting 
what would be really interesting, yeah. I'm making this more complicated, Yes, is to track people and what they do once they get to the Headscape website. Yes. From I mean, these people who came from here end up looking at this on here. Yeah, and that, that is my ultimate intention um, because we can obviously set up stuff on the Headscape website as well mm-hmm. um, and we can then tra- check, um, track any referrers coming from Boag World all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um but little steps. Yep. Is, is, that's my. I really want to get. I want this to become part of my psyche and way of thinking about the blog. <clears> and I know if I do too much, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do it. So um, it's not enough to watch certain metrics go up and down. We need to understand why users are doing what they're doing. So hence, we need to, some information on people that are completing these two primary calls to action. Right. So, setting up the basics. Right, so, I've now got a clear idea of what I want to achieve. Um, and I know that um, being uh, that it involved being able to track the clicks on links leading to the Headscape website or track clicks on buttons that allow users to subscribe. Mm-hmm. I also knew that it's going to involve setting up some custom reports within Google Analytics to allow me to better understand why users um, complete a certain call to action. Unfortunately, how do you do that, Paul? I don't know. <laughs> that is my problem, and so that's where I wanted to get Chris on the show um, because he seems to be a numbers kind of guy and know about that kind of stuff. Now, I did consider tricking him and just <laughs> calling him up and actually talking to him over the phone. That and probably saying, would have been a better idea. It would have yeah. been a better idea, and just getting him to talk through stuff. In the end, I decided that was a bit deceitful <laughs> and that I shouldn't record him without his knowledge. So we're going to get him on the show to talk about it. So here is Chris. Okay, Chris, there's a couple of, uh, we were just saying there's a couple of things that we want to achieve, right? I've kind of narrowed it right down in order to make my life easier because I'm worried that if I try and look at too many things, <laughs> I won't look at anything. You know what I'm like. Yeah. So, the two things that I want to look at is people visiting the Headscape website, which is fairly obvious, okay, and people subscribing to the blog. So, um, on the new design, obviously in various places, we've got links across to the Headscape website, and we've also got some big, strong calls to action, which is um, the subscribe buttons. Yeah, okay. So, are we talking about... So I'm guessing we need uh, event triggers or whatever they are. You can put triggers on particular elements. Is that right? You can. But, um, I mean, just start off simple with the things that Google Analytics does out of the box. Yeah, this is the problem. This is what we've just been saying. I tend to get distracted by page views and bounce rates and all these default things. Yeah, and and we, we should come on to those. But I think just start off with looking at, the visitors you've got to the site and looking at the behavior of different different types of visitor yeah um and looking at visitors to the blog and what they're doing yeah and then we'll come on to where you might want to use event triggers later right because because Because, i mean obviously with it i'm kind of working the other way around i'm working you're coming in from the type of users coming in, I'm working backwards that if I know the people I care about are the people that subscribe to the blog and visit the Headscape website, I want to work backwards and understand those people. Right. If that, okay. but you could do so it the other way around. That's if, fine. Uh, Don't make any difference. If you, if you want to look at people who subscribe to the blog. Yes. Okay. Why so do can, they subscribe? What so do you, they you can You can pick those up 
If you've got a thank you page on the subscription yes. form, yes, you can pick them up at the point that they uh, they see the the thank you page. Right. And you don't need an event trigger to do that. But I don't have a thank you page. Right. I then have got... an event trigger. <laughs> is what I'm going to have to have. Uh, okay. Because it's all JavaScript driven. Okay. Then you'll need an event trigger. Yes. I thought I did. <laughs> Why have I... you got a thank you page? Because. <laughs> Thank you pages are great for analytics because it gives you a nice clean signal. Yes, but they're rubbish for user around. experience. Let, check out, go, go, open up a new browser. I probably shouldn't say this on... Oh, you've got it already. Great. So yeah. if you click on that, that subscribe button at the top, it's... That gently throbbing it, it, subscribe button. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> it, it pulls down a list of all the different things, right? Yes. Now, you click on any of those and it's... Well, they won't do anything at the moment, but it's going to... It's not a thank you page scenario because the the mail will open up a mail window. The the RSS will go to an RSS feed. It will go to iTunes or whatever else. So I can't do thank you pages. Okay. Does that completely screw things up? No, no, it doesn't. It just, it it makes it, um, it just makes it a bit messier in analytics. Right. Yes, that's the story of my life. Yeah. (laughs) And it means that someone will need to put the code in the right place. Well, that's okay. But that's okay. And then um, wire things up in Google Analytics, which is fairly straightforward. Right. That's so the bit he doesn't understand. Can you talk me through how to do that? Because that's what I don't understand. I get the principle of, I, I know event triggers exist, but I've never actually added them. So how do I go okay. about adding them? So we look <clears throat> in um, content. You're making this up as you go along, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> That's okay, it makes great radio. They've just changed, haven't they just all changed the interface? Is that the problem? They have just changed the interface. Right. And it's actually easier to find things. Because I can really? see, when I, when I click on content, there it is, events, you see. Oh, ah, oh yeah, so there, there it is. Go. Very pretty. Um, and we've got an overview of events on this particular site that I'm looking at. And there we have a number of events. And, and here, for example, we've got um, an event which is something to do with a basket on a... Oh, you're shopping. looking at um, you're a looking at another site. website, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so they've added an event. So it it must be with the events um, the events trigger. Basically, you must in the in the code you put in give the event a name, which then I presume makes it appear in the analytics. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah you do. So I've got to copy and paste some code across. I can do that. Oh, except I'm going to have inline JavaScript. That's not nice. You are. Oh, yeah, well. no There's way probably. of avoiding that. There, well, there might be. I'll have a look. Something else that's good to do yeah. is to get all your search uh, results into Google. Okay. So you've got yeah. those there as well. You, you mean your, your, the results from your internal search engine? Yes. Yeah, that was one of the things I'll I wanted sure. to do. Because the good thing about that is that then people are suggesting topics for you to write about. If they search on something and brings back no results, then you think, oh, exactly. that's worth writing about. I'll, I'll come back to events. Yeah, yeah, let, fine. Let, let's, let's, so look, site search, it's, it's all wired up for this site. Cool. Okay. So you can see here that on this e-commerce site, the um, users of the site are, uh, are using product codes as right. their main, as the main search way of criteria right. in search, Right. So if we if we look at full report, we can see that um, the top ten are wow. all just using product codes, not product names. Which well, tells you loads about 
their way that people operate on that particular site. Yeah. It's Jerry McGovern wrote some really good stuff about what you can glean from internal search engines. Wow, loads of it are codes. So, so on this on this side, we we have to get down to 153 before it's um, in order to get a, a text search. Wow. That t- tells you an awful lot. That does tell you a heck of a lot. It tells you that basically new visitors to the site do not use search. It's yeah. only repeat visitors. Who know their code. Yeah. Who know their codes. But, I mean, from my point of view, it would be brilliant because I'm hoping that it will suggest topics to write about. Yeah. 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 Which is always the problem when you're blogging is trying to think of what to write next. So, setting up event tracking. I right. Think I just have to go here. Back to event back tracking. Back to event tracking. So you can label it in various ways. Ah, I see. Right. So debate, you've got variables, basically. You've got all sorts of variables. JavaScript. And so you can code those, obviously, to catch the name of the page or whatever it is. Yeah. You can see categorized uh, events in the, in the analytics user interface. Because what it would be quite useful for me to do, because obviously I link to the, bio, uh, the Headscape website quite often, um, uh, there probably is a way of me writing a bit of JavaScript that will, whenever it sees the word headscape in a blog post, it automatically attaches the event handler to it. Um, I should be able to do that, yeah. which would be really useful because it means I won't have to add it every single time, which would get really annoying. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, so that's good. So once you've got your event handlers in, how do those then appear within the analytics? So they just automatically appear under the... Um Event tracking. Under the event tracking. And if you've got any events, they'll show you categorized lists. I mean, cool. on this site we're looking at here, there's only one event type that's being tracked. Yeah. But um, those would all appear there and you can just drill down into okay. the, the categories. So, I mean, obviously the next thing, which is what you were saying right at the beginning, is this... Uh, it's all well and good knowing how many people have completed an event, like go to the Headscape website or subscribe to the blog. But if you want to encourage more people to do it, you need to know a bit about why the people that did do it, did it. Is that even a sentence? Yes. Like, yes. I followed it, it just. It, it is a sentence. But do you know what I mean? So I need a bit more information on those people and why they do what they do. So uh, what are you able to kind of create custom report? I'm making this up now. Custom reports or something like that that enables you to find out a bit more information about people that completed those events? Uh, yes. The, 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 the really, really good thing about Google Analytics is something called advanced segments. Right, and that, that sounds advanced. Is that, Matt Carey spoke, spoke yeah, about segments last yeah. time. He did, but I didn't... You weren't listening. I was listening, but I didn't fully <laughs> get... Because I wasn't... The great thing about this this time round is I'm actually applying it to a real project yeah. in a real site, which kind of helps you get your head around it a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Right, so advanced so segments. What an advanced segment enables you to do is segment your no. users <laughs> <laughs> according to things they do or places they've come from or technology they're using mm. right in all sorts of ways so it might be a combination of pages that that you're interested in right so in a user session and then you want to uh constrain your analysis right to just users who for example uh load up a basket and don't check out right 
Yeah. So, so my my segment is actually really simple. Just people that have clicked on a certain link or whatever. Correct. Correct. And so you can build, and and the tools are really easy to use. They're drag and drop tools. Are they? Show me. Show me. I know nobody else can see this. I will describe for the audio podcast what is happening. You can can even have a segment of people who've got a new MacBook Air and still want to use IE. There you go. I'm talking about Chris. So if you oh, create a new, create a new customized yeah, I, I, I could work that bit out. That's good. Oh, okay. really? It really is drag and it drop, It really is it? drag and drop. Oh, look at that. Like so that. we might want um, to say, look at... Um, wow, so many criteria right down we, to we, we might want to look at users who come from a particular country. Right. Yeah, we can... And the condition is matches exactly or does not match exactly um, or contains. You know, there are all, there are all sorts of, of possible values. So, so let's say we're interested in, in uh, users who come from the United Kingdom. Okay. So essentially what you're doing, just to describe this to everybody else, own up Google Analytics, go into advanced segments, was it? advanced segment which was down the bottom of the left hand menu then you create a new segment and what it gives you is essentially a list of all the different what's it called dimensions um which are things like visitor information content information all this kind of stuff and you just drag them into a right hand panel almost like the kind of search you'd get i'm trying to think where else you get search like that it's like creating an advanced search isn't Mm. it really it is and you can just drag them on yeah Cool. So we've we've specified country stroke territory matches exactly United yeah. Kingdom, and we might want people who come from that country. And you can do and, either an and or an or statement there. So you've yeah. gone people from the United Kingdom and um, pages, page yeah. matches exactly basket. For right. Example. So that's uh, a particular page on the website. Yeah. Yeah, I get the idea. Cool. There we go. Right, so once you've and done then, all of those... then you give that segment a name. UK Baskets. This is so easy. Create so the segment. I'm scared about this. And then we can view the stats for that segment. Okay. By clicking on the name of the segment. And it will give you all the same stats you get by... Div- yeah, it's giving you the same dashboard all you the, get. The same normal. dashboard, everything. But it's just, just constrained. down. It's and a then segment. It's a segment. You, yes. Is it an advanced segment? <laughs> and then you can compare. Ah, so you can so compare, compare that to with all, visitors. all visits, for example. Can you compare with other segments? You can compare with other segments so up can... to up to four at any one time. Okay, that's brilliant. That I think <laughs> that pretty much now comes, I'm, I'm finished now. <laughs> it's the answer to everything. Advanced it segments is. with it, you need you need to think logically about what you want to do. Yeah, and there's play my around problem. with it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can you can have your ands and your ors all nested, and you can exclude things, and so it's incredibly powerful. Yeah, incredibly so, powerful. Let me go through. I, I wrote down a wish list. Let's see whether we could do all of these for the advanced segments. Um, do people that uh, visit, um, visit the Get Started Guide to stay longer on the site. So, yeah, I can find that out because I would... Get Started Guide is a page. 
So I can basically slice with the advanced segments yeah. on people that visited the get. So what I would do there yeah. is create two segments. Okay. One for people who view the get started guide and one for don't and one for people who don't right and so then, then you can compare, compare those two segments oh, easy cool yeah. so how many people visit the headscape it's a little bit more complicated than that though with Why? the get started guide because that only appears well it appears in a big way on first visit yes and then it only appears in a little tiny way yes well the then time. you can also add criteria to select new visitors versus repeat visitors. versus repeat visitors there you go it's clever, isn't it? <laughs> I like this. What else have I got on my list? Um, how many people visit the Headscape website? Well, that's easy. Um, what can we learn from those people that um, who have visited the Headscape website or go on to? Well, we can do that because we've got our, our event trigger that says... You can't just say you can't do... You don't know the exit URLs, don't you? Do you? So, does that make sense? So instead of having an event trigger, can I just say anybody that goes to headscape.co.uk after visiting Boag World, you can't no, do that. No, you can't can you? do that. You need, an e- you need yeah, that event yeah. trigger. That's yeah. fine. Okay. But then I could do all kinds of slicing and dicing of that. Because if you think about it, Google Analytics is only capturing information from yes, I know. your site. I know, it makes sense, but I just thought, well, you know, it does magic things <laughs> it does already, magic things. so <laughs> it might do more magic things, I don't know. Um, what can we learn about those people that subscribe? Well, again, we can do an event trigger for think people that subscribe, and then uh, we can learn all an kinds advanced of stuff. Segment. An advanced segment. Well, we need the event trigger and then when, the advanced yeah. segment. Yeah. yeah. Um, articles which lead to view... Ah, this is quite an interesting one. Articles that lead users on to go to the Hire Me page or visit the Headscape website. So if I have... Yeah, that's, that's okay, because I could do an advanced segment that is um, do the event trigger of the, the Headscape, visit Headscape, or go to the Hire Me page. That's an advanced segment, correct? Yeah. And then I could look at the most popular posts, could I not, within that segment? Yeah. yeah. So that would tell me what kind of posts are most likely to encourage people to go to the Headscape website or to the Hire Me page. Correct. Yeah. I'm getting the hang of this yeah. now. Mm. Okay. What else have I got But on it's my all list? completely random anyway, so... You're at right, random. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. That's, that's really helpful. Um, okay. So, um, equally with the... the I could look at what articles cause people to subscribe because I can segment them by people that are subscribed and then look and at then the top articles. And then look at articles. the top articles, yeah. Um, where do people go after reading an initial post? Now, that's an interesting one. So that's okay. That's not a segment, is it? That, you can get that straight out of the normal analytics. You can uh, um, look at each post and then look at where people navigate after that, if you like. Um, yeah. What else? Um, what am I trying to get out there? Where I, I don't know. What, why do you want to know that? Um, I want to know, I guess, whether after reading one post, they A, drop out of the site completely... B, um, go on and read a second post, or C, go on and look at an alternative page like um, About Me or Hire Me or something like that. So essentially what I'm looking for is people that have viewed one post and what they do after viewing that initial post. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, There's a nice view that shows navigation paths. Ah, that'll do. Um, So if we look at the navigation summary... 
Ah, okay. So on, this is off the da- uh, content dashboard. This is off of content. Yeah. We wait for a while for the the really fast internet access that we have here at the bar. <laughs> two meg up, two meg down. That's all you get in the country. I think it's been doubled, hasn't it, lately? No, it? I don't think it has. Well, it was going to be. Yeah, well, a lot of things were going to happen. So this is, we're here, we're looking at <clears throat> the homepage. The navigation And we can see yeah. that, that from the homepage, the 32% exits. Right. And 68% Go move to on to another page, page. And then you can see what those and next pages are. And you can see what that, that, that Oh, that's breakdown fine. Is. Yeah, that's, that does it perfectly. Cool. So how many people? How many people clicking through? Ah, then that's another thing that I wanted to do. Track how many people clicked through at the bottom of the new Headscape website. Sorry, yeah. Headscape website, Boagle oh, website. There is um, a list of of other Headscape people. I beat yes. you up on that. You confused the hell out of him on Friday. He phoned me up in a, in a tiz. Why is that? Because he said me. Yeah, yeah, not really. Um, all of your questions to him were referring to the Headscape website. And he oh, said, right. So I, I can't see any links to anyone else, uh, any other that. blogs. I wrote the entire <laughs> wrong thing. I, I used them interchangeably. So the bottom of the Boagwell website is a list of other Headscape people, and I want to track how many people go to those. So they're all going to need events triggers on, They will they? need event, events triggers because they're separate sites. And they're yeah. leaving the site. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Do you know what? I think that's it. So all I need to know, all I needed to know was advanced segments and event triggers. Uh, uh, Advanced segments are magic. They are magic. They're magic. That's cool. I get it. Yeah. See, that was worthwhile, Chris. I've learned something new. Thank you very much. That's brilliant. (laughs) See, I was thinking Chris was clever, but it's just all advanced segments from the sounds of it. I can do that. You have to, yeah, you obviously have to use your brain and your that, and your rules and all that. Yeah, it's thinking that what do I logic know? through, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, that's brilliant. So, event tracking, um, advanced segments sorted. So, I feel like I've now got a kind of firmer understanding and a firmer foundation for monitoring the successes and failures of the website. Um, better still, the information provided by these kind of custom reports, advanced segments, whatever you want to call them, um, it gives me an indication of what subject matter will be good. That was one thing I liked about what you were saying about search results and stuff like that, and which subject matter encourages people to call, a complete calls to action, etc., etc. Um, although I'm saying that, so, so once I've got that basics up and running, I'm hoping I'll get that ticking over. Mm. And then what I want to start doing is play, playing around with multivariant testing, so I can actually test. Um, you know, actually try and influence these results and, you know, improve them and stuff like that. So hopefully that will allow me to tweak the design and the content in order to maximize the number of users visiting the heads- um, the uh, Headscape website and One subscribing to the blog. In the middle of the page. That'll do it. Click this. Yeah. Yes, that kind of thing. <laughs> we'll test that and see how it works out. Spinning. Obviously, so they already are doing that, aren't they? Yes, they are. <laughs> Maybe. So um, I can use Google Website Optimizer for that, which is really simple. If you haven't checked out Google Website Optimizer, do so. It's very good. And if you are like me running a WordPress blog, there's also a very good WordPress plugin that makes integrating um, Google Website Optimizer just a little bit easier, um, which is worth checking out as well. Um, So I think what I'm going to do is once I'm up and running, everything's going all right, I'm going to start with the Google Website Optimizer. I'm going to look at um, in-post calls to action, trying some different calls to action within a post to get people to subscribe or visit Headscape. 
I'll mess around with post titles and maybe try different titles, see which ones perform better. Post lengths as well. I think length is quite a key issue. Sometimes I wonder whether some of my posts are too long, a bit like this podcast. <laughs> um, use of imagery, post structure, all that kind of stuff. So I can play around with those things using Google Website Optimizer. Um, and I'm hopeful that that will actually help increase things, uh, increase the conversion rate. I, I, I think the key here is that it's really important to have an ongoing plan for improving your site analytics. Um, uh, that's why not only am I going to do some uh, multivariant testing, but I'm also I've got a plan of how I'm going to make my um, analytics more complex as I become more confident over time. Um, I want to be eventually testing a lot more than just, you know, how many people visit the Headscape website and how many people subscribe to my blog. Um, although I don't want to do that initially for fear of overwhelming myself, I want to kind of have that in my head. Um, sure. So I, I, eventually I'm doing more than looking at those two criteria. In particular, I'm also going to want to look at, which you mentioned earlier, the profile of the Headscape brand. In other words, how much it's mentioned online. And also the visibility of other Headscape employees, which is a, a part yeah, of the same thing. I don't thing. care about them. You don't care <laughs> about them. Well, that is one way of increasing the Headscape I'm brand. I'm joking. Honestly. <laughs> so, as I've already said, the new Boeing World site is going to have that footer, which highlights Headscape employees. So I'm going to want to track those. Um, and also we've got author profiles. So when somebody else writes a blog post... On Boag World, I highlight them a lot more, and I want to know whether those make a difference. In particular, I want to know, is it worth wasting other Headscape employees' time by getting them to write a blog post? Does it make that much difference to their profile if they write regularly, yeah, for example? Okay. So I need to be able to track that. Should do, shouldn't it? Yeah. I would have thought so, but you want to be able to see how big a return on investment. You mm. know, if it's interrupting them doing other work, you know, how much are we really getting back from that? Um I mean, ultimately, though, Google Analytics, I think, can only take me so far because um, I'm not just interested in the traffic to the, uh, that Boag will drives um, to the sites of other Headscape employees. I'm also interested in where the Boag will can increase their online profile and that of the Headscape brand. And, and to do that, I'm going to need something other than Google Analytics to kind of detect what people are saying out there. Um you know, I know that we win work for Headscape through um, the Headscape and Boag World site, um, but it's not it's just for me. Which is great, <laughs> yeah. but it's not just that. That's the trouble. Some people come directly to us without ever visiting either site, um, and so I don't think we can rely purely on Google Analytics to track the success or otherwise of our brand building exercises. It's weird, though, isn't it? Because yeah, some pe- some a few, and this is all anecdotal. Yeah. But I would say a few come via not being Boag World readers or listeners. Yes. But of those few, they are, they've had personal recommendations. Yeah. And you'll get one in a blue moon that, that says, I found you on Google. Yeah. Uh, Most of it comes through Boag World. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it could have been a contact with Boag World ages ago. Yeah, yeah, they haven't. Or it could be that they've just subscribed to the podcast without really ever visiting the website. Or it could be that they follow me on Twitter but don't look at the website a lot. Yeah. So there are a lot of other factors going on here. And we need a tool that's going to be able to track yeah. not just the influence of Boag World's site, but of the brand generally and of other Headscape employees. I mean, there's no shortage of tools like that. I mean, at one end of the spectrum, there's something as basic as Google Analytics, which tracks mentions of your brand on Google. 
Um, and on the other, there's like enterprise level solutions. There's one called Spreadfast that's got this whole host of very fancy tools and costs a small fortune. Um, one of the most popular tools for this kind of stuff, uh, brand awareness stuff, is something called Clout. And although Clout gives a reasonable indication of your influence on social networks like Twitter or Facebook, it doesn't really provide the wider picture. For example, it only monitors Twitter and Facebook IDs, so it fails to um, pick up on mentions of other keywords, such as Paul Boag. Mm-hmm. It'll get Boag, well, because that's my Twitter name, but not Paul Boag. Um, you know, so it can only go so far. Mm. Um, because my objective is to monitor all mentions of Headscape and its employees, irrespective of where or how they, they are mentioned, Clout isn't going to do the job. But... I have found a tool that I'm pretty happy with, and it's one called Social Mention. And this tool impressed me because you can search on any keyword, irrespective of whether it's associated with a Twitter or Facebook account. So earlier you said, perhaps we need a a Headscape Twitter account. Well, actually, this way we don't. We can just monitor the word Headscape, which is great. Um, It also is able to monitor across a range of sources, from blog posts to forums to social networks, everything which is brilliant. Um, Social Mention um, will allow me to see how effective our online marketing efforts are at increasing brand awareness for Headscape, myself and the other employees. My hope is that having this information will allow me to tweak my approach to maximize my return. For example, which is more effective, writing a blog post for Boag World or me writing for another website like Smashing Magazine? You know, am I actually, because Smashing Magazine has got a much broader um, readership is my efforts better placed writing for them than it is actually for, for Boag World? I suspect a mixture of both is the right way, but it'd be good to get some figures on that. My problem with stats in general yes. is making decisions based upon very small amounts of numbers, and you don't know you're doing that. Because you get what. So, for example, you're comparing the, the, just the example you've just given about is it more successful if I write for a. a Yes. Yeah. And it may be that you only get two people that you can actually, you know, in reality, physically two people that you can measure that, i.e. they went to the Headscape website after reading this, blah, blah, blah. So one is... Right. But all you're getting is 100% of people do this. or Yeah, yeah. That, and you're making decisions on based on two people. Yeah. It's always my concern. Yeah, well, you have to look stats. at the physical numbers yeah. rather than just the percentages. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, no, you're entirely right. Mm. I mean, I guess my desire to do this is that having this kind of information helps you to target the limited time and resources that you've got because I don't have that much time for all yeah. this stuff amongst everything else I'm doing so I want to spend my time as effectively as possible and I think ultimately that's what all analytics is about we all have limited time and resources um, to put into our sites and our marketing and we need to know what the, the, gives the best possible return you know without analytics we've no way of knowing whether we're achieving this or not and even a limited knowledge is better than none at all you know I accept what you're saying Marcus but some figures are better than no figures, is my attitude. As long as you don't put too much weight on them. Yeah. Um, I think the trick is striking a balance between meaningful analytics that help, dis- um, that help decision-making and something that's overly complicated and ends up confusing you or taking too much time to understand. And that, that's kind of what this exercise has been about for me, is, is creating a set of analytics that I know I will actually mm. look at and use. And I think I've got that now. I think I know what I'm going to look at and I know what I'm going to do, which is great. Fantastic. So I think I'm pretty much done for this, this show. Um, just your, your witticisms to end it with. 
Yeah, I have got a joke. But, I've but got first of but. all, there's something I need to tell you. Oh dear. But it's really hard to say. I'm right about something. That's what it is, isn't it? Ken Dodd's dad's dog's dead. Ken Dodd's dad's dog's dead. <laughs> Someone told me this. The other day. I thought, yes, that's my kind of joke. Ken Dodd's dad's, Ken dog's, Dodd's dead. dad's dog's dead. Brilliant. And for, and for all those people who aren't my age and, and British, don't know who know Ken, Ken Dodd, Dodd was uh, an old comedian. Yes, but really that's somewhat irrelevant. Yes, it's just the, the, the tongue twister. Silliness. Yes. yes, very well done. Congratulations. <laughs> we shall talk again in two weeks' time when apparently I'll be launching the Headscape website. I've got Boeing World website. Get it right, Paul. Oh, bye. 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 Bye.